In the last episode, I asked you to consider what it would have been like to be standing there on the Mount of Olives, observing the ascension, and then, frankly, stupefied, walking back down into the city, returning to the upper room, uh, trying to explain to those who had not seen it happen what had happened and what it might mean. And then I asked you to imagine with me that very moment. Who knows which of the apostles or uh, peripheral disciples it was? Who was the person? We don't know. But someone had the audacity for the first time in human history to transit out of the old covenant and into the reality of prayer in the new. In essence, to stop talking to God as this distant, unknowable person, uh, presence, and instead to talk directly to our intermediary, Jesus, the, the one that they had come to know personally, the one we are coming to know by his spirit and through the work of reading the glorious four gospels. Friends, the moment when a human being said, Jesus, to the one sitting upon the throne, that was the beginning of this new beginning. So what a joy it was last week to consider that. Well, I think I have something very special for you in this episode. Over the last week or so, I have been looking in the book of Hebrews and one place in Ephesians at those glorious words that are given to us about his approachability, what he wants in our posture as we approach in prayer, in meditation upon his person. And frankly, almost the look in his eyes, the, the love, the, the, the affection he has for us. Anytime we stop, bring our full attention, and approach him with confidence. So what I've done here is I've taken them out of their typical epistolary uh, format where it's written as sort of like a theological position about his approachability. And instead, I have put it into the first person. I want you to hear one, two, three, four from Hebrews and one from Ephesians that essentially are being spoken to you by Jesus. So, without any further ado, and as the second and final part of our approaching the throne with confidence slice of knowing and experiencing Jesus, I just want you to hear him invite you in. So, let's go there together. My father, who gave your forefathers many different glimpses of the truth and the words of the prophets, has now, at the end of the present age, given you the truth in me. Through me, the father made the whole universe, and to me, he has ordained that all creation shall ultimately belong. I myself the radiance of the glory of God, the flawless expression of the nature of your Father, the upholding principle of all that is, effected in person the reconciliation between the Father and you, and then took my seat at the right hand of our Father on high. And I am, by virtue of this fact, myself, the living guarantee of a better agreement. Human high priests have always been changing, for death made a permanent appointment impossible. But I, 
because I live forever, possess a priesthood that needs no successor. This means that I can save fully and completely those who approach the Father through me, for I am always living to intercede on your behalf. I am the high priest you need. Your friend, who is holy, faultless, unstained, beyond the very reach of sin, and lifted to the very heavens. There is no need for me, like the high priests you know of, to offer up sacrifice, first for my own sins and then for the people's. For I made one sacrifice, once for all, when I offered up myself. The law makes for its high priests men of human weakness. But the word of the oath, which came after the law, makes for high priest me, who is perfect forever. Every human priest stands day by day performing his religious duties and offering time after time the same sacrifices, which can never actually remove sins. But I, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, took my seat at the Father's right hand, from that time offering no more sacrifice, but waiting until my enemies be made a footstool. For by virtue of my one offering, I have perfected for all time every one whom I make holy. My friend, the Holy Spirit himself, endorses this truth for you when he says first, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. So, by virtue of my blood, all of you, my brothers and sisters, may now have courage to enter the Holy of Holies by way of I who died and who is yet alive, who has made for you a holy means of entry by myself passing through the curtain, that is, our own shared human nature. Further, since you have me, your great high priest, set over the household of our Father, you should draw near with true hearts and fullest confidence knowing that your inmost souls have been purified by the sprinkling of my blood, just as your bodies are cleansed by the washing of clean water. In this confidence, you must hold on to the hope that you profess without the slightest hesitation, for I am utterly dependable. And seeing that you have me, your great high priest who has entered the inmost heaven, me, Jesus, the Son of God, hold firmly to your faith. For you have no superhuman high priest to whom your weaknesses are unintelligible. I myself have shared fully in all your experience of temptation, except that I never sinned. Therefore, approach me, Approach the throne of grace with fullest confidence that you may receive mercy for your failures and grace to help in your hour of need. For even though you used to be dead in your sins, my Father, 
Our Father, who is rich in mercy because of the great love He has for you, gave you life together with me. It is, remember, uh, by grace and not by achievement that you are saved. And He desires to lift you right out of the old life to take your place with Him in me in the heavens. Thus, our Father shows for all time the tremendous generosity of the grace and kindness he has expressed towards you in me. It was nothing you could or did achieve. It was my Father's gift to you. I was my Father's gift to you. No one can pride himself upon earning the love of our Father. The fact is that what you are, you owe to the hand of my Father upon you, my hand upon you. You are now born afresh in me and born to do those good deeds which our Father planned for you to do. My friends, as you picture him upon the throne, as you picture those sorts of words rolling off of his smiling lips, I wonder what you're noticing as you listen. As you finish out this episode, if you have just a moment, reach out. I would love to hear your reflections upon the glories of these truths put into that first-person context. I've had such a rich week with it, and I would love to hear how it's striking you. As always, thanks so much for listening.